What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Fluing Podcast. Today, I have a really good friend of mine and business partner, in fact, uh, Adam Whitney. And today, we're going to be talking about uh, novations. We're going to be talking. This term has been thrown around. I've seen for at least a year now, very directly in your face, online, social media, podcasts, all this stuff. And what we want to do is just like remove the curtain from it. And um, Adam taught recently at one of our mastermind meetings, our Seven Figure Altitude and Runway event in Mexico on novations. And today we're going to just talk through what they are, how you can do them. Um, can anybody do them? Do you need a real estate license to do them? All the questions that you might be asking or what the heck are these guys talking about and how can we make money a different way? I feel like the cheese has moved a little bit and you got to have more tools in your tool, tool belt. My name is Bill Allen and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. I'm really excited to have uh, my partner and good friend Adam Whitney on the show. What's up, Adam? Hey, man. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me. Always exciting when I get a chance to come on and share with the, the Seven Figure Flipping family. Yeah, man. All right. What the heck? Can we just assume that everybody knows who you are? I would hope so. And especially in this family, but if not, um, I'm Bill's partner in blackjack real estate. We wholesale and flip houses all over Florida and I'm also an active duty Marine. Nice. Okay. That was good. I was going to say, give him the 30 second overview, but that was 15 like seconds. Yeah. There we Perfect. Go. Um, and I had the opportunity to promote you to major recently. That was like, what was it like last summer? It's been a year. Has it been a year now? Uh, last November. November. Okay. So it popped up in my memories recently, like online and stuff like that. It was really cool. Oh, it's because I was retiring. So I was grabbing all these images and stuff like that from, uh, things that have happened in my military career that have been, uh, really impactful for me. That was one of the, um, one of my like favorite memories actually, like really cool. I hadn't had the opportunity to, to do that for another officer before ever. So that was really, uh, really incredible. And then to recently have my dad uh, be able to retire me on June 1st, I actually messaged you just in case he couldn't come. Hey, are you going to be around, man? Um, so it was really, really cool opportunity. So I just retired on uh, June 1st. So and I'm looking forward to um, to your next step if uh, in retirement here in, uh, in the next year or two. Right. When do you retire? I got about a year left. Yep. OK, cool. So. Uh, all right. So let's jump into this. What the heck is innovation like? Uh, is it? Is this new? Is it something that's uh, that hasn't been around for a long time, or is it just like really sexy and dramatic right now, and people are selling uh, education around it and stuff? Yeah. Well, first off, it's been around for a very long time. In fact, it's so common that on most real estate agent exams, it's usually one of the questions. So it's it's a thing that is um, in the real estate industry and not just the investor industry. But there have been there's been a lot of noise around it lately. But it is another way to potentially monetize your leads that you wouldn't otherwise be able to monetize. All right. You taught a class in Mexico on this. Um, maybe we can give some highlights, cliff notes, things like that. Like what just let's just talk through it. Like what is it and how can somebody do it? And, and let's give them all the goods here, not hold back anything. Okay. So in essence, what novation means is replacement of contract. So what does that look like for us as investors? We go out and we market direct to the seller. We come up with, we have a purchase agreement and let's say 
we can't get it at a wholesale price where it would make sense for us to flip it because we have money cost or marketing cost, but they're, they're going to give you a discount on it. You just can't pay for money. There's not enough margin there. So you would, if the seller will give you reasonable access to the property and is okay with you listing it on the MLS on the open market, then you could say you could offer them a white glove service where you'll take, you'll give them a basically a walk away number. Example would be, Hey, Bill, I, I'm going to give you a hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to deal with all the inspections, all the repairs after inspections, all the negotiations, everything completely white gloves. You won't have to do anything. And the number one thing that I get asked when we talk about this all the time is, well, why, why wouldn't they just list it themselves and make more money? And I'll give you a very specific example. The very first person we asked if they would be interested in this service literally said to us, that's exactly what I've been looking for. I kid you not, those were his exact words. And the reason was, is he had a house in Navarre and he had been renting it for 10 years and he lives in New Mexico. He had never been back there. He had no idea about the condition. He didn't want to go back. Honestly, he didn't want to deal with it at all. He just wanted it to be gone and off of his hands. And he didn't want to replace the AC. He didn't want to do anything. So we agreed to a walk away number and we were able to go into that property, do some light fixes on that property and list it on the MLS, dealt with uh, all the negotiations, all the repairs, all the, um, after the inspection, all the, you know, how the retrading goes on, on the open market. So we did all of that for him. So that, I mean, that was a huge benefit to that guy. He was thanking us, thanking us at the end of it. Okay. So what, um, first of all, there's probably a lot of questions and that are popping up right now. Do you need a real estate license to do this? Cause it sounds like you're basically being a realtor. So what, do you need one? And if not, why? No, in fact, you would put a normal purchase agreement together. So I'll, I'll kind of go through how this works. You'd put a normal purchase agreement together and you'd file an NOI or notice of interest. In some states, it's a memorandum of contract. That just clouds the title so that if that thing, if that property transacts, you can, you need to make sure you still participate in it. So that's kind of like your security instrument. So we put a normal purchase agreement in, and if I have a normal purchase agreement on it, I can still wholesale it if that's something gives me more options. That's something I want to do. And, and before you keep going, do you use your purchase agreement that you would use as a wholesale or do you use like the state uh, purchase agreement? Nope. No agent. You don't need to be an agent. Just using my purchase agreement. I put my purchase agreement in place. Now, in order for me to represent you and take it to the open market, just like if you had me do anything for you that required your signature, you would have to sign a power of attorney or an attorney in fact, both similar security instruments. And this would now allow me to sign the, I'd go hire an agent just like you would. Obviously I'm hiring an agent that I know, like, and trust that I know understands what we're doing and how we're going to get this job done. So I can go out and hire an agent. I don't need to be an agent myself. We sign the power of attorney. We take it to the open market, which is obviously the biggest buyer's list in the United States. Um, and I don't have any money costs at this point. So now I got the deal at a discount. I don't have any money costs. I'm able to take it to the MLS in a legal way. I have a legal instrument being the power of attorney and I have a NOI or a, a memorandum of contract that's 
my security instrument against the title so that I can make sure I get paid on the back end. Okay. So you put it under contract in the beginning between the seller and you on your purchase agreement. And if anybody's listening and they want a purchase agreement that we use, they can go to sevenfigureflipping.com slash contracts. So sevenfigureflipping.com, the number sevenfigureflipping.com slash contracts. We'll put in the show notes too. And you can get the uh, purchase agreement that I used when I was running the company and the assignment agreement that I used. So that's been up there for a very long period of time. We used to sell it. Um, I'll give it away to you for free today for being awesome listeners of the show. So um, you use that purchase agreement with the seller. You got the price there, just like you were wholesaling it. You got an opportunity to wholesale it if you want to. Um, but in this case, you're giving them this walkaway number. So you're saying, I am going to buy this property for this number. Is that right? Exactly. So there's more of a like slamming the door. I'm, I'm certain that I'm going to, to buy this property. And you put a notice of interest in. Uh, at, at any time, are you still, what is the talk track like with the seller? Is it, hey, if we can't, if something doesn't happen, then we're going to have to cancel the contract. We're going to have to renegotiate. Like, what does all that look like? So the wholesale stuff that we teach, like, you know, 50 cents on the dollar, 60 cents on the dollar, you're having that conversation sometimes, like, I'm not sure um, if maybe you're locking it up for a little bit higher price than you'd like to. So you're leaving the door cracked open a little bit. What does it sound like here? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And, and this beautiful, this is beautifully aligned with that because you have a conversation with the seller who wants to trade equity, potentially believes they want to trade equity for speed of transaction on a wholesale deal. And they, you might give them that cash offer and it might make them mad. They're like, no, I could never do that. And then you say something like, well, there might actually be a way for us to buy it at the price you're looking for if you're even interested. And if they say yes, then you have to really ask for two things. Well, it's possible, and I don't know for sure. I'll have to go back and run the numbers. It's possible we could do that, but we would need reasonable access to the property and I need to be able to put it on the open market. And mm. they might ask some questions. Well, what does that mean? Well, I just need to be able to bring uh, certain people through the property to see if I can get that price up because, um, you know, we're able to go find you the right person to buy it if it doesn't make sense for us. And we'll deal with everything. It's kind of a white glove service. This is what we tell them. It is a white glove service. So, we get you the we get you the best agents, the same exact agents we use on our properties that know the market, that can sell houses, that have the best marketing strategies. We're going to use them. We're going to take care of all the inspections. We're going to do all the fixes that need to be done to get it sold. So if that's painting the house, we might go in and paint the house. If that's um, fixing up the landscaping, we might fix up the landscaping to get it sold. We have all the strategies, but you don't have to worry about any of that because we're going to do all of that for you. You're not even going to have to sign documentation until the very end and we're closing. Now, I do, we do tell them our goal is to make money. We are a company, so we will be trying to make a little bit of money on the back end if you think there's enough value there and we can get you the number that you're looking for. Okay, so you get that signed. You get the power of attorney specific for this house, like limited power of attorney for this house, right? Um, and what does that allow you to do? That allows you to sign documents and things like that at closing so they don't have to come sign the documents at closing? That's right. Yep. So that allows us to first sign the listing agreement with the agent. So then the agent is not working with the seller. The agent's working directly with us and we're doing all of the communication. It does allow us to sign all the documents on the back end, but it's really, really important that you're incredibly transparent with the sellers on this. Like they need to know you're making money on the back end. 
And they need to know why you're making money on the back and what value you're bringing to the transaction. Um, whether it's going in and painting the house or replacing the roof that was bad, or you know, there, there could be a myriad of reasons. Because what you don't want is you don't want it to blow up at the closing table and have issues. So we tell them, hey, our goal is to make money on the sale of this property. And here's all the things we're gonna do to get it to sell for the highest price to make sure you get that walkaway number you said you needed. Um, it also allows us to, there is also an indemnification agreement that goes with this that gives, uh, if we do a poor job, it allows the seller to walk away from us. And if they do, if, if they didn't, if they failed to tell us something or they failed to disclose something to us, it makes it so that we're not stuck. So I know you tell a story about the, the mobile home you sold that had a tree through the middle of it. If you show up to the house and it's got a tree growing through the middle of the house and that wasn't disclosed to you, obviously that's not going to work out. So there is like a due diligence indemnification agreement that gets signed and we go over that with the seller it protects. It does actually protect both the seller and us. Yeah, they could also like totally damage the house in the meantime while it's listed, right? There's a lot of things that they could do that could screw something up. Same goes for wholesale properties. Um, so a contract, limited power of attorney, indemnification agreement. These are, the, these are the documents that somebody needs on the front end of this. And then obviously a listing agreement after that, which would be listed between the seller and the agent, right? So the seller is on the listing agreement, not you. No, we are. You are. We are on the listing agreement and the documentation that gets put into the broker side, the agent side is that listing agreement with our name on it, along with the power of attorney. Okay. Got it. Cool. And so then, um, okay. So then you, you, you bring in an agent, that agent then lists the property, gets photos, does all the stuff that you would normally do on a normal listing. It gets put on the MLS. People come in and look at it. They make offers. You negotiate offers. You handle all the inspections, all the work on the back end of that, uh, the negotiation, the commissions, all those things. And so there's a net number to the seller, just like we were wholesaling the property, and then a net number to you. So I'm assuming this uh, power of attorney also allows you to get the mortgage payoff and, and anything like that. Talk to the insurance company to make sure that there's still insurance on the property. If there's not, then then you'll be notified, things like that. Right? Exactly. Yes, exactly. Basically, okay. and, basically just like you were the seller. Yep. Cause the mortgage payoff is a big one that pops into my head of like, if they got a mortgage on the property, you got to get the payoff to the title company, title companies communicating with you. So your transaction coordinators handling, handling all of that, just like you were a wholesale deal. Exactly. So not really any different than a wholesale deal really, other than there's a listing agreement. It's put on the MLS. We have for years, we have been teaching and talking about putting wholesale deals on the MLS. And this has been a bit of a pain in the butt because a lot of states, a lot of agents, um, they just don't understand how it works. They're, they don't get it. Um, brokers won't allow it to happen. Certain MLSs weren't allowing it to happen. And that's where some of the best buyers were and some of the best um, prices. The other thing is, it sounds like a lot of these are probably bankable properties. So they can actually get loans on them as opposed to a lot of our wholesale deals that you just can't get you can't get financing on these houses because they need a lot of work. Absolutely. That yeah, that, that's exactly right. So I'll give, you, I'll give you two examples. One was the Navarre property that did need some work. We did end up putting like 15 grand into that property to get it ready to sell. So that it was bankable. And the reason we did that is because we thought for that 15 grand, we could 4X that. 
with, you know, now you're open to FHA, VA, which are important in the panhandle area. You need VA. There's a lot of VA buyers. So we wanted to make sure we could satisfy that. Um, that was one. And then the other example was a 2019 house that was going into foreclosure. So the value exchange there was once they signed the limited power of attorney, we went to work negotiating with the foreclosure attorney, which, you know, if a property is going into foreclosure and you have a purchase agreement and proof of funds, you can do, you can almost 90% of the time, almost always stop the foreclosure and then transact it on the MLS. In that case, that house was worth, the 2019 house was worth between 570 and 600. It was in an incredibly desirable area. And the lady needed 460,000 to walk away. She hadn't paid her bills in two, two and a half years. She was $70,000 behind on her mortgage. And, <clears throat> and we were able to basically get them to hold off on going to auction, allow us to take it to the market do all the negotiations for, and we ended up selling it for $570,000. And this was like right after the market had dropped out. So we made 50 grand. She was super happy. She got the 20 grand in her pocket she was looking for, and she didn't have a foreclosure. Um, and it wouldn't have made sense for us to buy it, pay for money. The margin just wouldn't have been there to have been too much risk. Pay it up, pay the $70,000 in arrears and all that. So this was another way that we could serve that client. So I think the one thing that I, I want to make sure that doesn't get missed on this is some of the risk that you take in putting money in upfront before closing the property. So there's got to be a risk um, calculation on this, putting $15,000 in a house in Navarre that you only have a contract and an NOI for and a limited power of attorney. So um, can you actually sell the house um, when it's all done? Or does the seller have to come in and sign the paperwork? So now we listed it, we got in our contract, we, we negotiated all the repairs, we did the repairs. Now you've got, you know, 15 to $20,000 in here, potentially, if you're, uh, you're paying for photos, all this stuff, you've got two realtors involved that are expecting commissions, right? So they're going to be pretty upset if this doesn't all go through. Um, what happens at the end? So now that we've got it, we got it under contract with the buyer, and it's all done, who goes to the closing table and signs for this thing? Is it you? Or is it the seller? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, it's us. It's us We're using the limited power of attorney. And I think the the big thing really, because we want the seller to be involved. I want the seller to know what's happening throughout all of this because they're very anxious about it. It's so important that we're telling them that we're making money on it and kind of telling them all the stuff we're doing in the meantime so that there's no issues when it does come to the closing table. It is a very light security instrument with an NOI or memorandum of contract. The, those are good most of the time, but not all the time. That's why the transparency is important. But we do have a limited power of attorney. Of course, they could pull that. They could blow the deal up at the table. So there is risk. I actually don't like to put money into them. So we're looking for like very, you know, a good example is like a roof, right? We can do a roof in a day. It's not the most expensive thing. And it's risk worthy if we're paying 10 grand for a roof and we're going to make 50 grand on the back end. So we, we, it's really a, a, a risk acceptance decision you would have to make on that. I personally would not want to go in and flip a house on a novation agreement and put a bunch of money into something with that security instrument. I'd rather just buy it and flip it if the numbers permit. But yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. There is risk. That, and that is the risk that the seller could pull the rug out from under you, even though you have a power of attorney, they could easily retract that. 
Yeah. So I just say, keep that in mind when you're, you're weighing all of this. And then if you have a deal that you make 50, 60, $70,000 on, you know, track that and then, and then have a bucket for, Hey, we maybe we'll take a more risky uh, opportunity on the next one where we found a deal like this. It's looking like a hundred thousand dollars on upside, but we're going to have to put $10,000, $15,000 into it to increase it by that value. So maybe we put, we don't put any money into it, make 30, we put 10 or 15 into it. We're going to potentially make a hundred. Well, we just made $80,000 last month from the strategy. Let's take that 10 or 15 and take it, take a little bit of a risk. Um, what I wrote down was like understanding some of the documents that are needed is probably something that would stop somebody from doing this. So like just understanding that exists, number one. Number two, the documents, feeling comfortable about it, um, drafting it up. Number three, there's probably some education that has to happen with a title company maybe in the beginning, the realtors, those kind of things. There's probably some talk tracks with the sellers and everybody that's involved that know I'm the person to talk to and here's why. And then number four, which is probably the most important that I wrote down is communications, like good, strong communication with the seller and everybody that's involved, but primarily with the seller. If you're keeping them up to date, if they're on the same page as you, if they're not wondering what's happening, if it's not sitting on the market with no feedback, like because they, they're just watching that. And they, like you said, they are anxious about all this happening, especially they could still be living there. Even they're either living there or, or it's uh, absentee and they, they're not living there, which is probably even better. But that good, solid communication is probably what's going to get you to the finish line and not be worried that the seller's not going to, that they're going to pull something or say, I'm not, I'm done with this. Um, just keeping them on the same, on the same page. And if there's ever, if you're ever in doubt, I would think if I'm getting to the point where I've got this under contract with the seller, we're moving to a novation type contract and agreement and that's the direction we're going. If it's like wishy-washy or they're 50-50 or they're not getting back to me and communicating with me, I'm, de I'm definitely not putting any money into that house, right? Absolutely. You're not, there's not a huge risk probably in listing it, getting it going, trying to figure that out. But I mean, especially because somebody might come along paying cash, close in five days, all that stuff was really a wholesale deal. You just have to pay realtors. And if those numbers can work, then you can move quickly. But um, I think I'd say if they're not communicating with me, I'm constantly trying to figure out it's a two sided coin there. So it's probably not something that I would put a bunch of money into. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I've, like I said in the beginning, it's the conversation is happening up front. Like the contract we write for these is 90 days, too. That's another part. Like we're talking about time is 90 days and reasonable access and then being open to listing it on the open market. Remember, at this point, we've given them other options, cash offers and things like that. And that number is just too low for them because it doesn't fit their situation. So we're going from that conversation to say, well, you said you needed this much money. It's possible I could do it. I would need, in exchange for that, I would need 90 days um, able to list on the open market and reasonable access to the property. If they don't, if they can't provide those things, it's likely not going to work out. Man, like eight years, I'm just thinking like eight years ago, how many wholesale deals that just like fell through because I was offering 40 cents, 50 cents on the dollar that could have been great for this kind of strategy. There's probably like millions and millions of dollars that was left on the table. Cause what I used to do is I used to refer all these to realtors. Like every lead I would refer to a realtor and then it was somewhat rare that the realtors would actually come through and close the deal and get the, the, the listing agreement. And we were there, we're in the house. This is like the guaranteed offer program that I was trying to build for years uh, for, with another agent. Like I built an agent team around me and I know we're doing a lot of that stuff right now. So there's still an opportunity. So like, let's walk through that real quick. If I'm going into the house, I've got an option of wholesale deal. I've got a novation type contract. And then obviously we got other tools like sub two owner carries, um, some sort of wraps, things like that, where we could 
Um, we can work on those things, which we've talked about in previous shows. And then we've got refer to an agent. So when would you recommend like bringing my own agent in to list it, refer to an agent versus do something like this? Yeah. So for this, this is a, this, this comes to light when it's almost like escalation of force, right? We're starting with the cash hammer, the cash offer. This is where we could buy it. It just is what it is or wholesale price. And then we're looking at, you know, how much work does it need? Cause maybe we'll buy it. We, we do a lot of light flips, you know, maybe one out of every five we'll purchase ourselves and do a light flip. Does that make sense for us? If it doesn't, we want to be able to give them every option. So then next would say, well, what if we could help you get the price you're looking for? Cause maybe it's a little bit more money and give us those things we need for a novation deal. And if they say no to that, but they still really need to sell it then at that point is when we would we would get one of our agents over there. And that would just sound like, well, you know what? It sounds like you have a great property. It's in really good condition and you're actually asking a fair price for it. Would it be okay if we sent over one of our, our uh, partners who could tell you, the, our, one of our partner agents who could tell you what your house is worth down to the penny and see what it would do for you on the open market? So we basically just offered them all the options they have available to them in the first place. So we went from cash to potentially our ability to buy it and flip it, which is usually a little bit higher of a price, depending on the condition to potential novation. And it can still, we can still novate and take a as is sale to the MLS too. And it doesn't always have to be a linear escalation of force. We could potentially novate a wholesale deal at a wholesale price because the spread would be even bigger if I could take it to the MLS. So you have a lot of options. Yeah, I think with this tool, you, and having it, it comes down to the talk track with the seller. What are the expectations up front um, that you need? So, do they need to move quickly? Do they need it in seven days? Because that, that's what it is. I mean, they're trading equity for speed usually, and so now they're trading equity for service, right? The service exactly. that they get. They don't have to deal with the realtor. I, I don't know how many times I've walked into a house and they're like, "I hate realtors. I just don't want to deal with them. They've screwed me over the here, here, and here, and here." Like, okay, cool. You don't have to deal with the realtor. We'll deal with the realtor. You just deal with us. How's that sound? And so like you were talking about, this is when somebody says this is exactly what I'm looking for. It's a little bit more money, but it's still the same wholesale service that they would get basically just a longer timeline where they're not on a time crunch. They'd rather get a little bit more money and take a little longer because that's really it. You're just, I mean, the pawn shop that you have open for the wholesale deal is you walk in the pawn shop, you walk out with cash. So we get as close to that as we can by, hey, that's fine, but you're going to have to trade some equity for that. Like I'm, I, I'm taking more risk. And then here we're kind of, you know, upping, putting it on the market, seeing what that looks like, having a big spread. And then it's the, the agent where our risk is basically like, hey, we're just going to hand you off to the agent. We'll make a little piece of it and uh, probably, you know, offset some of our marketing costs for some of the other deals that we're doing and things like that. Um, so the, the last question that I have specifically about this is at the closing table, we, you sign, money gets transferred, right? The, the lender, um, is there any problem with the lenders? Let's go there. And then once the money gets transferred, it comes in, I'm assuming the title company then pays off the mortgage, looks at the multiple contracts, gives the spread to the uh, seller, however they, whether it's cashier's check or wire, and then the difference comes to, the, the commission goes to all that HUD, on, on the commission goes there. It's all on one HUD as opposed to maybe two on a wholesale deal. And then you get the rest. Like there's a, there's amount of money that comes out to you. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly right. And this is where the NOI or the memorandum of contract comes into play is on the HUD. It would either say fee to your company or it would say NOI release. So 
That's, mm. that's the secure, that's like the security instrument. And you made a really great point that I don't want to gloss over, which is we're, we work with, we work with our title company every single day. They know this strategy. They are investor friendly. They know exactly how the communication should go. And then the agents we work with are the same agents working with us on a routine basis who we're educating, getting smart on all these processes. So it's like, it's intuitive to our team. And, and I, I don't just mean the blackjack team, but I mean the folks that we're working with outside of our company every single day, like our title company and our agent. So yeah, it's really important that they're all on the same page, as you said. So when, when we, we do a HUD review on every property, regardless of what kind of exit strategy it is. So that HUD comes in and we're going through it line by line to say, hey, we need to make sure the fees read out like this or our fee is on there. And if, you know, if a lender comes back and says, hey, what, you know, we don't like the way this looks, then we can just have our title company change the way it looks on the HUD. Well, we control everything in the transaction. Have you guys had any issues with lenders on the, the contract, like original contract, NOIs, um, any of these documents that they're getting the, um, in the, underwriting? The only issues that we've seen or that are really seen in this strategy is whether or not you can use an attorney in fact or a limited power of attorney. And quite frankly, if you just use a limited power of attorney, you'll be pretty good because the only problems that come up with either title company attorneys or lenders is that they don't understand the attorney in fact, and they ask you to go to a limited power of attorney, but you can use either or usually, but limited power of attorney is the one thing that usually will get the, the most questions asked about. Okay, you taught this in Mexico. Um, we've had people go and use it recently. We heard, I heard from you, somebody who went out and made well, how much? $66,000 on a deal. 66 grand. I got a text message about a week ago said, Hey Adam, thanks for teaching that. I was able to close my first novation deal and we made $66,000. Okay. That's pretty awesome. So I think he paid for his membership in seven figure flipping right there with that one deal and that one training. Um, what are some things that came up in that class? I'm assuming that you shared some of the documents there, like they got to see what it, the, the limited power of attorney looked like, the indemnification agreement. What are some things like that that you may have shared in that class that, that we weren't able to do on this call specifically? And then what are some questions that I haven't asked you that I should have asked you that people ask you about this in that class or any other time? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing that we shared at the event when, when I taught this was all the documentation. So in my presentation, I provided the folder with all the documentation we used. The other really unique thing that helps people overcome their own limitations was I shared sales calls, the ones that locked up these contracts. And I, I shared this uh, in the beginning of this podcast, which was the first time we pitched it, it didn't sound pretty. And the guy's response was, that's exactly what I'm looking for. So I shared that sales call with the group so they could hear that they didn't have to be perfect. So between the documentation, the sales call and the talk tracks, I think that was like the biggest thing that people really needed. And obviously the, the person who texted me that was an action taker immediately went and started doing that. Cause then you start to think about what deals you have in your pipeline that you're not like, man, if I could only get to here, I could close this deal. And um, somebody took that and went right to those people and offered them that service and they took it. So before knowing that, that is a dead lead. If you guys are listening, you have these dead leads that you think are dead in your pipeline. Um, they could be sub two deals. They could be owner wraps. They could be owner carries. They could be novation type deals. All of these different strategies that are out there that you just might not 
you might have heard about, but be like just too scared to do, or you don't have the support or you don't have the documentation, all these reasons why I can't. So I'm going to push you and encourage you to, to come into our world. Like Adam shared it. He gave him the Google drive. He gave him the, the contracts. If you want it, you can have it, gave the recordings, changed the mindset, the framework of everything that they think. Like if other people are doing it now, you know, we got $66,000 deal. We're going to have more deals and more deals. And then people are like, Oh, they can do it. I can do it. And that's what it is. So go, I want you guys to go to sevenfigurerunway.com. So the number sevenfigurerunway.com and fill out an application. It literally takes 30 seconds to fill out an application. It's not, it's not a mortgage application. It's like four or five questions. It's like, where are you now? Where do you want to be? How can we help? Tell us a little bit about yourself. And then book a call with somebody on my team. Like very simply, just have a conversation. It's not you got to sign up for this. This is, this is the only thing for you. We're going to find out a little bit more about you. We're going to make sure that you're a good fit in our, inside of our community. We want to invite the right people into our community too. And we'll make sure that we're the right fit for you. And if we're not, we'll just say, go keep listening to the podcast for free. Watch the YouTube channel. Do some of the stuff that we do. Come to some of our events. Like maybe that's the next step for you. But get a consultation with my staff. Like really, it's like a coaching call. We're going, we do a personality profiling with you guys. We do some really cool stuff that can, that for free, you guys just fill an application, jumping on the call with my team. We are going to give you value on that call. Like they will tell you some next steps that you could take. They'll tell you some things that you might be missing. They'll show you some blind spots. They'll talk about your personality profile. All of those things happen on that call. And then if you're the right fit, we'll invite you in. We'll tell you about the pricing, the structure, some of the things that we offer all that stuff. So like, don't leave money on the table. Come in here. Let us help you. We got coaching. We have mastermind. We have, we have group work. We have calls. We have events. We have all of these different things that I think are really incredible. Um, Adam, before we end, what kind of questions should I have asked you that I didn't ask you? Like what, what can we still cover that maybe we missed? Maybe we got it all. I don't know. But like, what else do they need that I didn't ask you on this call? Honestly, it's really not that complicated. We covered everything. I think the biggest thing is removing the mental. The question I kept getting over and over and that most people ask is, well, why don't they just list it themselves? Which is the same thing you could ask for wholesale deals and all these other reasons. And once they heard that sales call, that conversation, and they stopped asking questions with, assumptions and they just were curious um, investors, it, it'll change. It'll change for you. So that's the number you, one thing you get asked. If you guys ask that question, then you're not going to do a wholesale deal. You're not going to flip a house. You're not going to buy a house at a discount. You're not going to do one of these novations. You're not going to do a sub two. You will never buy a rental property at a discount directly from a seller. Like it just won't happen. First of all, you should always ask the seller that question. Every time I've ever been in a conversation in somebody's living room when I'm buying their house, the first thing I do is, why wouldn't you just list a beautiful house like this? Why don't you rent out this amazing house? Why don't you flip this house yourself? Like this is the this is like sales 101. Get them to tell you why they why you're there. Why are you, why did you call me? Like why am I here? And they'll tell you. I hate realtors. I don't want to list it myself. I tried that before. I hated it. The last time I listed a house, it took a year and a half. The realtor was a horrible like whatever. Whatever their problem is. I I I, this was a rental house for three years, but I had to kick out the last two people and evict them. Like every time they're telling me why they're not going to list the house. So if you're asking that, don't ask yourself, ask the seller and they'll tell you, they will tell you all that stuff. And then you'll buy their house at a discount. 
the the last thing I think that is a is an objection or a question I would ask. Well, how do the numbers work? At, like, help me understand how this is different than making a, another offer underwriting a different type of exit. And if you think about it, if you can dial in what that house will sell for, current condition value, how it sits today, and then you literally are just backing out closing cost and agent commissions. If you're going to do put any dollars into the house, like a quick paint job or something like that, subtract that out. But really, it's just agent agent cost, closing cost, profit you want to make, and that's your offer number on a novation deal. It's that simple. Yeah, so you're talking and, about eight percent, eight percent of current condition value minus your profit. That's a big difference in what we underwrite for a wholesale deal or a flip deal. Yep, for sure. Um, I think this is, this is incredible. Like I'm really glad we did the show and I think anybody listening is probably glad we did too. So let us know what you guys think about it. Um, and you can let us know by jumping on a call with my team, go to sevenfigurerunway.com, the number sevenfigurerunway.com and, and just check out the application, see what else we're doing. Like this is just one of the classes that was taught in Mexico. Can you imagine if you went to like six of these and you got six different strategies in all these different areas of your business and we're able to put those tools into what you're currently doing or this is the this is the only strategy that you launch and go with and in the beginning you don't even need to worry about buying a 50 cents on the dollar you can go out and do five or six of these like game changer for everybody involved um what i'd like to do next is i'd like to do a show with the guy who made a bunch of money on this house so i'd like to see it we taught it today what i'd like to do next is i'd like to do a show where we're actually um, talking about the implementation of this. Some of the things that were holding him back, some of the reasons why he waited too long to start doing this, um, some of the challenges he ran into on that specifically specific deal where we could do like a case study. So hopefully he'll be up for that. I'll reach out to him and see if um, either I'll do it or I'll have Adam do it. So it can be kind of cool if the instructor, I thought it'd be kind of cool if the instructor would talk to the student to see, hey, give me some feedback on the class. What was it like? And then what were some things like that you hit and cause he just, he just took this, he, he went to this class that you taught in Mexico. And then did he message you along the way? Like, Hey, I got stuck here. I got stuck here. I got stuck here. He didn't ask me. He just texted me when it was done. He just sent me a okay. text. He so just this sent really me a good. text and said, here's what happened. Thanks for teaching me. Awesome. Did you ask for your commission? Like where's my 10% <laughs> or 20%? Uh, I think the check's in the mail. <laughs> All right. So I, I will do that on the next show. I think it'd be really great to do that. I'll try to set that up with these guys. And, um, and then we can talk about like some of the roadblocks, some of the things, maybe it went smooth. We have no idea. I actually don't know because apparently we got one text message of $66,000. So, um, that's a big winner. And, and I think even just one of those, that's what I said when I joined seven figure flipping, I was like, I remember talking to my dad and he was like, he's like, son, how much did you make on your last deal? I said, $45,000. He said, All right, do you think these guys can help you do one more house? And I was like, well, if they can't help me do just one more house, then that's ridiculous. I'm trying to go from one to 12. And he's like, well, if they can help you do one more house, that's another $45,000. So I think a $25,000 investment to make $45,000 more makes a ton of sense to me. So I don't even know why you're calling me and why you're struggling with this decision. If you think they can help you do 12 instead of one, then hang up the phone and just say yes. And that, that's it. I mean, a $66,000 deal pays for itself, you know, five times over. So um, I'm going to push you guys, as always, further yourself, change your mindset, invest in yourself, invest in your business, 
and, and take the next step for you. If, and if you're listening to this, like I've never done a deal before, this is way over my head, this is too much. It's not, it's really not. It really is super simple. If we can make it simple, if we can really make things simple in business, it, it, it scales. Like we can really do more than just the little bit of things that we think that we can do. And if, if, it's a great side hustle too. That's how I started. That side hustle turns into a business really fast. As I can tell you, I'm sure Adam can tell you, and a lot of others can tell you who have done it and are living it right now. So go to sevenfigurerunway.com and fill out the application. Adam, thank you for being here. Hey, at the end, what I've been doing recently and trying to do more of is, is if somebody needs something, like somebody comes on the show as my guest, they need something, uh, whether it's money or buyers, want to build their buyers list or their um, sellers, what, whatever. I don't know. There's probably something that my audience might be able to help you with. Maybe some people in their area that are looking for houses to buy off market or, or raising capital or whatever. How can they get a hold of you and, and what are you looking for? Yeah, you can always find me on Instagram at official Adam Whitney. I'm very active on social media. If you're in the Florida market and you're buying houses to flip or to, to buy and hold, reach out to me. Uh, we've got deals for you and I, I want to make sure we get them to the right investors. How's the best way for them to do that? Send you a message on Instagram? Send me a message directly on Instagram at official Adam Whitney. Uh, you'll, you'll find me on there. Just look up my name and hopefully we can do a deal together. Cool. We'll uh, link that in the show notes too. All right, everybody go to sevenfigurerunway.com, fill out an application. I'll see you on the next show. Bye.